0: Hello friends, I am Dr. Saurav Aroda and today we are again here to discuss one of my favorite topic that, that is thyroid disorders and we know that these are amongst the most common clinical conditions we encountered in our day-to-day practice and it is important from two point of view. Yes, it is from understanding point of view and it is from application point of view. So thyroid is not something that we read in our uh, books for knowledge but it is something we apply in our day to day practice because it is one of the most common clinical conditions. And today we would be discussing the frequently asked questions which we even encounter as physicians from our patient, from social media, from acquaintance, from a friend. So these are basically pool of uh, symptoms or the conditions we are challenged with. Right, so I, I welcome you all, who, those who are joining just now. And today we would be discussing, It it is not a formal presentation, but yes, it's talk alike. And you're free to pop your questions anytime because these are frequently asked questions. So I would request, use the chat box option and just pour in your questions so that we can answer those challenges and questions in our clinical practice. Now, not much of theory that thyroid disorders are amongst the common disorders and thyroid is a gland yes we all know. We all know that it produces T3, T4, TSH but what is the challenge? I would like to know from you people what exactly you uh, are challenged with when it comes to thyroid disorders any question? I got few questions in my DM, so I would uh, let me take that. By the time you people join in and ask your questions, see first thing, what is the normal TSH? I think uh, many of us uh, we are being asked. So what is the normal TSH? What is the ideal TSH? And there's a difference between both of them. So can anyone tell me what is the uh, normal TSH? Because th- this question is usually asked by the patients. So TSH kitna होना Uh, there was a study there are two things, one thing is ideal TSH with the patient uh, is expecting when the patient is taking treatment and he is just googling the symptoms yeah Dr. Bharti yes it is. it should be below 5.5 very right the patient is googling, patient says sir I am taking treatment, I am taking tablet my TSH is not coming to I read on google that it should be 2 it should be between 2 to 3 it should be between 1 to 2 so this normal TSH and ideal TSH is basically a confusion in clinical practice because patient is expecting it to be the ideal TSH but the clinical practice or the clinical challenge is to bring it to the normal. Yes, uh, I got one more answer that is 0.3 to 3.3. Yes very right. So there are two things you need to understand what is ideal TSH and one is normal TSH. Ideal can be anything. Ideal the patient would be after your life that my despite taking treatment from TSH 10 it has gone it has come to 4 but it is not coming to because I have read on social media that 2 is the ideal TSH no ideal TSH is not attained in each and every patient of the thyroid disorders it is the basically it is the uh, normal TSH which we want to attain now in this context the second uh, commonest question comes what should be the normal investigation in a thyroid patient I hope many of us we get thyroid patients and they bring to us their TSH report right it is the most common investigation with the patient has undergone be it accidental or as advised right yes it is TFT thyroid function test very right so what are the most common investigations you should ask for the patient uh, for, for example patient comes to you that sir my tsh is eight i went to an uh, conventional or modern medicine uh, practitioner and he advised me thyronorm 25 microgram on one single report that is the wrong practice if the patient has undergone only tsh that is not right that is that is the partial picture is seen B, as home path, we know about the partial pictures and the complete pictures and the drug pictures and the complete individuality of the patient. So this partial picture is, I think, it is not right when it comes to the patient part, point of view. Aap mm-hmm. a single report dekhi and you advise patient the replacement therapy, which is wrong. So let us come back. If the patient has done TSH, it is thyroid stimulating hormone. It is just knocking on the door. Knock, knock. I want something. The gland will open the door. Okay, fine. Okay, TSH, you have come. Let me give whatever you want to. So that is T3, T4. It's basically you are asking something from your parents by knocking them. Okay, knock, knock. I want this thing today. Knock, knock. I want that thing tomorrow. And you're getting that. So TSH is no doubt a, a very good marker to uh, for screening. But it should not be the stand-alone investigation when it comes to clinical practice. Always append it with the t4 because it is the t4 which is being produced in the gland so gland is a factory it is making t3 it is making t4 okay and the tsh is a knock on the gland knock knock i want this much of microgram today can you give it to me the gland says yes i can give it to you but the day when the gland is not giving the t3 t4 the TSH becomes a little furious and irritated the moment it starts going up so you can see in your patients that they come with the report the TSH start rising but the T3, T4 still remains on a level so this we call as subclinical hypo and identically in subclinical hyper it is the TSH is going below the limit but the T3, T4 are not raised that much so it's this imbalance we need to understand from a homeopath point of view and from pathophysiological point of view. So if the patient comes, key sir, I got one report, and I was advised the this replacement therapy. I don't do that. Always ask the patient to get it repeated with T three and T four. Okay, one more uh, clinical question comes. What should be the common? investigations in these conditions whether it should be free T3, T4 or free or total T3, T4 because this is one of the common things patient asks and the physician is confused. Okay, whether we should write the free T3, free T4 and TSH or we should write total T3, total T4 and TSH. This please make it very clear that if you are suspecting any protein-related pathophysiology in the body, for example pregnancy, the free T3, T4 are more reliable than the total T3, T4 and they are easily done. This is one of the questions patients ask: asks, Ki, sir, how much it would cost me if I go for free T3, T4, it is, is it too costly than the total T3, T4? No it is not that, it is, it is a simple investigation which is easily available because free T4 says the the free portion of the protein which is actually a good marker to assess. Whether it is right or wrong, the free T4 is more reliable than the total T3-T4. So T4 and TSH, this combination is, I found the the most uh, reliable combination to assess the thyroid patient from diagnosis point of view and from prognosis point of view. In this context, uh, one more question comes. So, anti tpu antibody. What is TPU antibody? Now, let us discuss how frequently these anti TPU antibodies should be repeated in a patient. Yes, Dr. Puri. uh, uh, Welcome to this uh, Insta Live. And I would request you also come live. I am just requesting you to be live on this chat. If you can. That would be great for our uh, readers to... Uh, viewpoints also. So these anti TP antibodies now, nowadays it is not become it is not the necessity. It is it is becoming the fashion. That patient says, Oh doctor, I have got anti TP antibody done. It is too high I started with the T4. You will encounter this very frequently in your practice, that even the physicians are prescribing on the basis of anti TPU antibodies, and the patient is happy in being prescribed on the basis of anti TPU antibodies. So anti TPU antibodies, they are not of prognostic value. I mean, not more than prognostic, it is more of a diagnostic. It is more of a labeling that your patient is autoimmune or not. The line of treatment remains same, but yes, from homeopathic point of view. From homeopathic point of view this is important because we can assess the miasmatic status of the patient the patient is anti-tipo antibody positive it has nothing to do with the regulation of the dose let i'll come to the dose part later how to take that dose because that is among the most common frequently asked question can thyroid tablet be stopped or it can be reduced or it can be you know, modulated. But first understand anti tp antibody. So fancy fancy investigation. Patient is very happy spending 1500 bucks for this anti tp antibody. And he has read on Google that, okay, anti tp antibodies, they are going to create trouble for me because they are the auto antibodies. Let us kill those auto antibodies in our body. Let me tell you, they are already present in your system in very small quantities. Usually it is 0 to 34, the normal range. So it may present in your body as a 20 international units also, 30 units also. But when they increase, it shows that the gland is being attacked by that process. So this process is basically weakening the gland, the outcome of the gland. It has nothing to do with the dosage of the l that the patient is taking, or it has nothing to do with the uh, you know, the conventional system replacement. But from homeopathic point of view, it is a way to assess it is a way to assess the miasmatic state of the patient. The patient is in psychotic state or the syphilitic state or the psoric state. For example, too high antibodies, no symptom, the patient is still in the psoric state. It means it is still in that dynamic phase where the antibodies are attacking the gland. Because these antibodies, what they're doing, they're basically uh, stopping the coupling reaction of tyrosine. And then because of which the T3, T4 would be produced. So if they are attacking the gland, the production of T3, T4 will go down, the TSH will go high. For labeling point of view, your case would be autoimmune thyroiditis or autoimmune hypothyroid. But from management point of view, you need to wait and watch. Yes sir, it it helped in deciding the course of medicine in modern practice. Yes, because autoimmunity is there. But again, the replacement therapy will be based upon the levels of T4 and TSH. Now, from fashion point of view, if the patient is asking you to get it repeated after three months, there is no use because it should be repeated. It is more of a prognostic value. It should be repeated once in six months or once in a year. that would be sufficient. Because ultimately uh, your clinical investigations, which are going to help the patient, they are the T3, T4 and TSH and hypothyroidism. And obviously in hyper also, but we are now, uh, let, let us clarify the hyper part. Because T3, T4, they're going down. And the TSH is going high. But when we flip this question, <clears throat> when the T3, T4 goes high and T4 is suppressing, their anti-TPO antibodies has a very good role to play because they are deciding the fulminancy of the condition, violency of the condition. If your patient is going in a Graves condition where the antibodies are too high and the T3, T4 is too high and the TTH is suppressed, this one test straight away can decide the further course of treatment in the modern medicine. And that should be. So this anti-TPO antibody, when it comes to hypo, you need not to worry that it should be frequently repeated. Like every month patient is, you know, happy spending 2000 bucks in a reputed lab for this test. Only, okay, fine, my antibodies are going down. They will take time. But when it comes, come to hyperthyroidism, these and anti-TPO antibody and scans, I'll come to the scan part later, they are of very much importance in our clinical practice. So let us clarify that this test should be done to assess the autoimmunity. If it is hypo, wait and watch. Do not get it repeated too frequently. If it is hyper, repeat it along with the scans. That will help in deciding the future course because that condition is a violent condition. It should not be taken very lightly The patient may go into palpitations, tachycardia, heart failure, and hyperthyroidism, then in hypo very, very fastly, very frequently. So it is basically the, you know, basically it's a patient's life which is at stake. So we should not be experimenting on that. Now, in addition, let us come to the other investigation because these are the frequently asked questions the patient asks. So when to get the thyroid scan? So if anyone, uh, if you have any question or any comment, you can just uh, write in the comment section about your observation or your uh, knowledge about this. So when to get this scan? So I have got scan, I got thyroid nodules, what to do? So I got goiter, goiter in my thyroid, what to do? I have multiple cysts in my thyroid, what to do? Where to get this scan done? See? ultrasound of thyroid is very common investigation it can be done in any good reputed uh, standard lab because the probe is basically different the ultrasound machine may remain same but they have a probe ultrasound probe that is different that is convex so if they have the ultrasound of thyroid it is a very common investigation to rule out the cysts goitrous nodules basically the uh, uh, Pathophysiological anomalies in gland. Even if a patient is having goitrous nodules and the T three T four TSH remains same, that patient should be followed up for a longer point in time without worrying to a large extent. If the patient is clinically stable, right? So this investigation went to get my scan, and then the other scan comes: radioactive iodine uptake or uh, technetium scan. I hope many of us would not be seeing these scans very frequently. But yes, these scans, when you practice thyroid in your body, some or the other patient brings to you these scans. That's a, I have got my radioactive iodine uptake. I have got my technician scan. I have got my ultrasound scan. What to do now? These are the frequently asked questions. What to do now? Is any pathological anomaly in the thyroid gland is equal to the, its uh, 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 deviation on the hormonal level? Yes, it can be. If it is there, treat it accordingly, but you need to understand what these scans says and what is the implication. For example, if the T4 is more than double of its upper level limit, if the T4 is more than double of its upper level, for example, upper level is 12, let's say, and the T4 is more than 24 and the TSH is less than 0.01 it means the patient is hyperthyroid. Now, to rule out the proper hyperthyroidism and the Graves' disease and the autoimmune thyroiditis, you need to undergo scan. Now, this scan will tell you that whether the uh, thyroid is uptaking all the iodine from the blood and spilling it or it is making more thyroid hormone. If it is making more thyroid hormone, then it is a case of graves disease if it is not making and it is only the spillage in the blood then it is the autoimmune thyroiditis which will subside within next few weeks yes obviously the patient needs treatment at that point in time but it will subside So this understanding is important from a clinician point of view now coming to the most common question because we are following the investigation series the most common question comes, sir, so can thyroid tablet be stopped? I hope all of us are being asked this question, sir, whether our thyroid tablet can be stopped or not. So what would be, be your answer? I would like to listen, I would like to read. no one got this question that sir thyroid tablet can be stopped see this this question is very common in clinical practice When the not in every case yes sir majority of the time the patient is yeah it depends from case to case thank you no but the patient is demanding this sir I have come to you I have heard home with you will cure it I've I've seen on YouTube. Can you can you get my uh, this thyroid tablet be stopped? Can I stop it, or I have stopped it all of or, all of a sudden? You will get these conditions very frequently. Very frequently asked questions. Yes, it depends from case to case. It depends from the from the understanding you have developed in these case. For example, if the case is taking the replacement therapy for longer duration, more than two years, more than five years down the line, more than 10 years down the line, it is unlikely that this replacement would be stopped. Because by this time, the thyroid gland is not making much of the hormone. If it is not making much of the hormone, it, is, it should not be expected that all of a sudden the thyroid gland will start making hormones. See, it's a replacement therapy. The modern medicine, in modern medicine, all the salts, the levothyroxine, L-T4, you have Synthoride, you have eltroxin, you have Thyronom, eltroxin, troxine Thyrof, Thyrox, all the brand names, they're basically the levothyroxine. So if the thyroid gland is not making the sufficient hormone that it is replaced from the outside. But if the thyroid gland has gone into, undergone into fibrosis and is not able to make T3, T4, it is unlikely that this replacement would be stopped ever. You can regulate it. You can regulate it as per the need of the patient. The patient needs 25, patient need, 75, patient need, 88, patient need, 100. Depending on the patient's need. But if the patient gland is not forming this T3, T4, the replacement is inevitable. So do not commit in each and every patient that the tablet would be stopped and some magic would happen. No, it is it is not going to be like that. It would be based on your understanding what is the history of the patient what is the autoimmunity status of the patient what is what are the symptoms of the patient what is the age of patient since how long the patient is having this tablet and how much his or her body needs for example i a few days back i uh, asked a few people what is the body to weight formula of LT4 limothraxin because we all know that it is being uh, given by the modern medicine practitioners so what is that formula is it just like random you take 25 you take 50 you take 75 you take 100 or it it has some formula see if the patient is in complete thyroid failure then it has a formula that formula is 1.5 microgram per kg of body weight precisely 1.6 so, 1.6, 1.6 precisely, it's the body weight's formula of lipothyroxine. So, it means if the patient is having complete thyroid failure, then the patient, according to his body weight, needs the tablet accordingly. For example, if the 80 kg female is coming to you, her tablet should be between 100 to 125. So, this is a condition, but there is complete thyroid failure. But imagine a patient comes to you, the patient is 100 kg and his or her TSH is all fine with 25 microgram. It means her body is making thyroid and we need to have that supplement according to her needs. So that is that is a scene where most of the patient gets the tablet lesser than their body weight, for 25 their TSH comes all fine. I'll take a question by Dr. Puri. Uh, If there are no symptoms and thyroid profile is dealing especially TSH, what should you do? Yes, sir. a very good question. And I'll be taking two questions in this context. See, in this situation, if you draw a line from left to right, we are going from dynamic phase to the pathophysiological phase, means from subclinical to proper overt hypothyroidism. So this situation comes when there are no symptoms and the thyroid profile is deranged. It is an accidental finding. It is a routine diagnosis. A patient went for something else and got the TFH done and it was high. No symptoms. Right? So this is basically in a dynamic phase where the prime importance should be given to the constitutional therapy because it is, it is at the dynamic level from homeopathic point of view from evolution point of view, and from natural history of thyroid point of view. Because there is certain derangement, certain signaling system. As I told you that TTH is going to knock on the door. Knock, knock. I want this microgram of T4 today. The gland opens and, okay, fine, you can take it. Knock, knock. I want uh, 50 microgram today. Okay, you take it. I'm, I'm making T4 as per your requirement. But the day comes when this factory, this thyroid is, you know, going a little slow. Knock, knock. I want 50 no i have 40 today the tfh becomes irritated it it is a stimulating hormone it it goes back and say okay fine the gland is not giving me the hormone which which i am i want so what happens this tfh goes little high so basically it's a dynamic derangement treated as per the constitution the moment it starts progressing towards the pathophysiological or the pathological phase, the role of specific medicines comes into play. If the patient has totally gone over hypothyroidism, there is no reversibility. Don't expect the constitutional medicine to help much. There we need to have the specific medicines to play. So I hope so. this uh, clarifies uh, my answer. Yes, <laughs> get the taste. Yes, I am coming to the second part of this question. So one is treatment, and now the follow-up. Because I got this question, uh, one of my uh, junior asked me, Ki, "Sir, I have a patient. For how long we should commit them that we we can treat it with homoeopathy? Suppose the patient has gone all fine. So is it a lifelong treatment? Yeah. <laughs> Very right, sir." So is it a lifelong treatment? Okay, fine. Uh, the allopathic system says that because once the tablet starts, then you need to take it for a longer duration of time. But in homeopathy, uh, uh, we are taking treatment for past for many months. So is this treatment also lifelong? For how long it should be, you know, carried on to see? Is it for one year, two year, five year down the line and you're seeing patient and the patient is happy coming and seeing your face every month Okay, fine, sir. My thyroid is normal. What to do now? So this, this is basically our clinical decision. Now, I'll try to answer this question if she's uh, she would be listening this later because she is in a different time zone right now. See, in that case is when your TSH is becoming normal. Now, in this subcontext, let me tell you the frequency of getting intern. See... If I talk from the modern medicine point of view, from practice of medicine point of view, the half-life of T4 is 15 days. It means if you give one tablet today to a patient of levothyroxine or you stop it, then its complete action would be waved off or come in four to six weeks time because of the half-life. So this is the only reason why the practitioner asks the patient to get the TSH done after six to eight weeks of starting the tablet it is not like that tablet you took tablet today and tomorrow your TSH will come all fine or you stop tablet today and your TSH will derange tomorrow so the frequency should be six to eight weeks while in treatment of T4 and TSH because that is the ideal time now, this ideal time is basically little uh, uh, prolonged in clinical practice that we ask our patient from six to 12 weeks. Usually the patient uh, is a uh, mindset key, three months ke So th- this is what we follow in our practice, but ideally it should be six to eight weeks in every patient till the time patient is under your treatment, irrespective of the path you are following. Okay, now the condition comes when the TSH start becoming normal. Once it comes to normal and you have two consecutive reports with you, which are normal, you can paper off the medication and ask the patient to get TSH done after, first after three months, if it is normal, then after six months, if that is normal, once a year. And until the time the patient is having symptoms that he can report you back or the patient is having um, deviation, then he can report you back. So ideally, the treatment goes until the two subsequent reports of the T4-TFH comes normal and then tapering off and then observing the patient's teeth T4-TFH once in three months. If that is normal, once in six months. If that is normal, once in a year. Am I right, Kamal, sir? okay by the time um, let let me tell you one more frequently asked question in this context so my physician asked me to stop the medicine and after one month i got my tsr done it is perfectly fine he cured my thyroid then why you have come to me because uh, after six months when we got it done it it was again raised and uh, we again started getting symptoms. This is the one of the commonest mistake we as a physician made to get the investigation done after 15 days or one month, they'll they'll come normal. As I told you, because of the half-life uh, scenario, they're going to come in normalcy after these many weeks. So if the patient is has asked, if the physician has asked patient to stop the medicine all of a sudden, Okay, fine. I'm giving you this medicine, get your TSH done after 15 days. That will come normal. That would come perfectly normal. The patient is happy, the physician is happy. And they both they both don't know that it will deviate after six weeks. Because it is the action of the LT4 is still there in the body. So this action is basically misdirecting the physician's discretion also. You keep on treating, 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 and after three months, again, the TSH start rising. But then what we do, we claim that success, that after 15 days TSH, we we came to normalcy, the thyroid tablet has been stopped. But we do not, you know, accept our failure that after three months, the patient again came to us with TSH report high. Because of this, the fact only because The T4 has a half-life. So never, ever play with these kind of things. Whatever the normal, uh, you know, um, whatever the standard procedures are there, these standard procedures are to be followed as it is. Don't be in hurry that I will get the t done after 15 days, it will come normal. Always get it repeated six to eight weeks. Now, in this context, again, I'm linking all these things. Tapering of T4, yes, it can be done but it can be done only in consultation with an endocrinologist if the patient is falling under an ethical criteria. For example, pregnancy, menarche, patient with other terminal or complex diseases. It is not like that you experiment with every patient that your your thyroid tablet would be stopped or it would be reduced it would only, it, you can only reduce if the patient is stable clinically and you are very sure that i am going to you know stimulate the gland the gland is going to make hormones and the combination would be a bit easier to understand for example you reduce patient's lt4 from 88 to 75 from 75 to 62.5 from 50 37 25 but along with that your markers T4 and TSH should be coming normal. If they are normal, you can reduce it. But your TSH is high and you're not sure and then you're again reducing the tablet. that will end up nowhere. That will end up in a complication. Right? Now, again, uh, I got one question in this regard, which the patient usually asks. So we were taking 100 microgram for five days and 150 microgram for the weekends. Is it the right formula? Uh, see, many of the physicians, they practice this old formula, but this is not right. Because your body needs hormone consistently. It is not like that you are eating full means on five days and you are, you know, intermittent fasting or two days because your body does not need on Saturday and Sunday. If your body needs a particular uh, you know, dosage of hormone, it should be, it should be, a, you know, a targeted dose. It should be a regulated, regular dose. Nowadays, it we call it as a precise dosing. So if your patient is taking the, with the older formula, it should be changed. It is, it is, it was, uh, you know, it was older practice. I would say the uh, a few of the uh, previous generation uh, doctors, they do like this, that on five days, one tablet on seven or six and seven days, the other tablet, other dosage pattern. Or alternate day. You take 75 one day, you take fifty another day. What happens on the alternate day? Does the body need fifty only? And on the alternate day, body needs 75 only. If the body needs consistent and the regular dose, the body needs that regular dose. Okay um I got a request of former cure and cure uh, just a second So That dosage pattern is basically an older dosage pattern, which should be discarded as as per my point of view, because the precise dosing is nowadays is the latest dosing. Welcome, sir. Oh, I think Doctor Puri has some connection issue. Uh, So this this dosage pattern was the earlier pattern. Nowadays, it, it is precise. For example earlier we don't we don't uh, we don't used to have the precise dosing as like 12.5 microgram of lt4 but right since you know i think past decades or two decades okay diet uh, yes ma'am I'll, I'll come to that point what kind of diet we should adopt to balance hyperthyroidism Nowadays, it is precise. For I think uh, one and a half or two decades back, the 12.5 was introduced. For example, if the patient needs 88, why to give him 75 or why to give him 100 when the body needs 88? As the formula we discussed, the formula a few minutes back that if the body needs the uh, the LT4 as per the body's weight formula, then the precise dosing should be adopted. So nowadays, many physicians of modern even modern medicine, practitioners, they are now prescribing the precise dosing to the patient. 12.5, 25, 37.5, 50, 62.5, 75, 88, 100, 112.5, 125, which was earlier? Only 25, 50, 75, 100, 125, 150. But now it is precise because we have introduced that 12.5 so it automatically helps us also to reduce that dosage if you want your patient to reduce the lt4 from 80 uh, from 100 and you are not sure that the patient what would where would the patient land up on 75 make it 88 make it 75 make it 62.5 make it 50 make it 37.5 so this precise dosing concept is now emerging in our practice also So whenever now the patient asks you, sir, I am taking this tablet for five days a week and this tablet for seven days a week, wrong concept. Or the older concept, I won't say wrong, it is older concept because the level of hormones would vary on those two days than the rest of the five days. So it means when you ask patient to get TSH repeated on what day that the patient should go to a lab, should it go from Monday to Friday because he's taking the enough TSH 100 or Saturday Sunday when he is taking only 75 when he is taking less T- less uh, lt4 so his tsh correspondingly correspondingly would go bit low and bit high so this confusion is nowadays there is no confusion it is all precise dosing now i got a question that uh, what kind of diet we should adopt to balance hypothyroidism naturally see the concept is the metabolism in hypo we have slow metabolism in hyper we have Hypermetabolism. so the diet should be according to the metabolic status of the patient there is no specific diet let me tell you there is no specific diet it was an older concept that you get this you get that this was the older concept nowadays every diet you follow is according to the patient keeping in view the metabolic status because usually in hypothyroidism what happens it is associated with the dyslipidemia the deviation in the cholesterol. And when you know that there is deviation in the cholesterol, when the triglycerides are too high, and the cholesterol is too high, when the LDL is too high, what are you going to advise to the patient? Low fat diet, more of exercise. Okay, uh, so the diet concept is basically assess the metabolic state of the patient and then advise the diet accordingly. Uh, What about taking the two, I got one question from Dr. Bharti. What about taking the two different doses on alternate days, for example, patient take 25 on one day and 50 next day as doctor advises, 37.5. Can you please explain? Yes. Earlier, what used to happen that if the doctor wants to give 37.5, now there is no tablet of 37.5. So what we should do, mathematically, one day you take 50, one day you turn 25, that 48 hours average would be 37.5. So this was the case when we don't used to have the precise dosing. But since the introduction of the precise dosing, 12.5, we now have this dosage. Ask the patient to take 25 and 12.5. So that makes 37 in one day only. So the patient should not be advised you take 50 alternate or 25 alternate. No. Ask them to take 25 plus 12.5. One more common question, frequently asked questions in thyroid comes. So I have thyroid. The parent says that we both have thyroid. Or the mother says I have thyroid. Father says I have thyroid. Would my kids have the tendency to, thank you. Would my kids have tendency to develop thyroidism? What is the familial linked status? See, as per the study, we undertook a couple of years back from 2008 to 2011. We found that it is as nearly 10% chances more in such kids whose parents are hypothyroid than the other children. See, other children, they also have the tendency to go into hypothyroidism. But if the family history is there, the chances become 10% more in such patients. So if a mother is hypothyroid and she's having a daughter, Ask her to get the TSH done specially at puberty, because that is one such uh, condition where the hormone imbalance would be much deeper, leading to a state of hypothyroidism or goiter. So, growing age, puberty, is one such um, you know instance where the TSH should should be done. And if the, both the parents have hypothyroidism, then the kid should be screened every year with TSH because they have, they have more tendency than uh, to develop hypothyroidism than the others. So these are a few of the most common frequent and common and frequently asked questions when it comes to thyroid. And uh, if you have any question, you can just also uh, put in the comment box later also. And I would be happy to answer that because this thing we need to clarify to ourselves also and to patients also. Because if we can answer these questions with the logic, with the confidence, and with the clarity, that will also sharpen our own practice. One more question, uh, I think I got a DM. One more question uh, I would be taking about the role of homeopathy. That What we should expect when the patient is subjected to homeopathy. We should... You know, we should be uh, straight away expecting cure, management, palliation, what exactly? See, homeopathy is again a mode of treatment. It is not nothing magic. It is not going to create any miracle in the body. If the thyroid is in a condition of being stimulated to normalcy, the medicine is not surely going to cure it. But if there are other factors, risk factors are there, then obviously it has its own limitation. The patient may only be having relief or the management with homeopathy. And yes, it can be given to the patient as add-on also. This is one of the uh, like common questions patients ask. Can they take homeopathy along with their l or Thyroxine or thyroph? Yes, it can be safely taken because it comes under the purview of add-on therapy. So if you have a patient and the patient is uh, willing and the patient is asking you, yes, you can offer that patient homeopathy as therapy. So with this, uh, we are just going to wind up. If you have any question, you can just ask me or uh, you can also ask later and I would be happy to answer that. So thank you so much for your valuable time. I would uh, still be open for the DMs of the questions related to thyroid that uh, we can discuss and we can make our practice more evidence based and more targeted. Thank you so much.